he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons because we are just happy that you're here. Yes. So come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, guys, let's creep. Okay, so the Bachelor in Paradise season nine cast list has been released thoughts um well so i am excited to see i think we've kind of said this did we say this on the podcast or maybe in our spoiler episode like i'm excited to see people whose storylines you've been really invested in like blake moines rachel recchia iconic casting i'm so excited i'm so here for it i wish they would do more throwbacks like not that rachel and blake are throwbacks but like give me some people from like ari's season give me some people from even like Colton and Hannah's season feels throwbacky these days. Totally. No, and I, I we always say like, give me a Lace Morris because she mm-hmm. was pretty much the only one last year who was like a throwback. Those are the people I really resonate with. I guess Victoria Fuller too was last year. But she was on Pilot Pete season, which was more recent than some of these others. But she counts as a throwback in my eyes. I think the problem is I, I'm sure everyone from Ari's season for the most part has moved on with their lives. That's the problem. I know that is kind of the problem. And they may not be willing to go back on the beach and like torture themselves Ruin their lives. Yeah, I know. But for my own entertainment purposes. Yeah. Well, for, I thought this was interesting for the first time ever, question mark. Not sure if this is the first time I think it is. They released the intro of the show prior to the premiere episode. So usually you have to wait till the actual premiere to see the intro and see what the cast is doing mm-hmm. in their intro, which I love finding out like who's doing what. Yeah, it's so fun. I like when they pay tribute to what we know them for. Like I I don't like when they just like blow a kiss. I actually think that's pretty basic and lame. Yes, I agree. I think it's way more fun to have, especially when it's like a callback to what they were known for on their actual season. Like, I remember when... That's what I'm saying. No, I know. But sometimes I feel like they do callbacks to your things that are happening within the season of oh. Paradise versus oh, like... like scallop, like Kristen eating shrimp on the beach. That was her intro, but that's what she was known for on Paradise, not Nick's season. That's yes, the saying. scallops, yeah. you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus like Taylor, was it Taylor Nolan? Yes. Is that her last name? Yeah, reading, reading like the, the emotional yes. intelligence book. Like some that stuff's always really cheeky and fun when it's like a real throwback moment. Some highlights I picked up on: Jess blows glitter because she was known for her body glitter. Mm. Blake, my angel, in his saving the sharks gear. I mean, he's in like his like wilderness gear. Oh my god, he must have listened to this podcast and Probably. heard that we said that that would be an amazing intro for him. And it brought me back because I actually went back and listened to the episode called Do It for the Sharks, Aww. where we go into the whole Blake, is he going, is he not going? We actually yeah. came to the conclusion that he wasn't going. So color me surprised that he ended up on the beach. Maybe he did negotiate a deal that's like, if I'm going to go on Paradise, we're promoting Save the Sharks. And it right. starts with my intro package where I'm in my wilderness gear. Yes. Let's do a quick throwback to that episode. Okay. Time travel. Wouldn't it be funny if they, like, let Blake do his own, like, nature conservation efforts, <laughs> like, on the beach in Mexico? And so, like, they're all drinking margaritas at the pool and Blake's, like, doing his work, like, helping the shark. I don't know exactly what he does, but... He's saving the sharks. He's, yes. like, out so he's, in like, the in water the, but saving But how do you sharks? save them? You just, like... Do you just... You just comfort them. You're just there for them. <laughs> You're just there for them in their time of need. You listen to their problems. You sort yeah. things out with them. 
how does one save the sharks? Like, what are you, how, how are you saving them? <laughs> how do you go about saving the sharks when, like, if you get too close to them, they'll, they may kill you? Yeah. And what do they need help with exactly? The sharks? Yeah. They, they need help. <laughs> They need help. Got it. Okay. They need, they need some help. <laughs> Something, something's I mean, not right up there with those sharks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but like, we know firsthand, I think we talked about it last episode, that Blake likes to do things to bring attention to himself because ultimately it brings attention to the sharks and the rhinos and yeah, the monkeys yeah, yeah. and everything that he works with. And I think by going on Paradise, he's going he's gonna to do it for the sharks. Totally. Like, Because then people will be like, oh, I want to go follow Blake. He's so hot. And then they go to his Instagram and they're like, oh, look at all these sharks. I'm going to help them too. Yeah. And he can use his time on screen to be like, oh, yeah, sorry, guys. I missed missed the last rose ceremony. I was just (laughs) with the sharks. But then if anyone else wants to help the sharks, donate. And then he can like put a number down there. Hey, you heard it here first on She's All Batch podcast that this is Blake's storyline and it's already started. They listened. They heard our amazing, hilarious Mm -hmm. ideas and they were like, ooh, let's do that. They're going to have a date where he comes down with a date card, but the whole date is like saving sharks, going to save the sharks and explaining why they really need saving, which I'm still not clear on. (laughs) Like, what do they need right now? Right. How does one save them? Right. So other highlights in the intro, Rachel showing no engagement ring. Cute. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I liked that because she's the second bachelorette that's gone to paradise. Yes. A part of part of the cast. And mm-hmm. all Becca Kufrin did was stand like on a balcony and smile. And she I think she held a rose. Mm. Like, I like that we're playing it up a little bit more. I think we all forget Rachel's a pilot. Why is she not flying into paradise and doing something piloty? I think we know her more to be the bachelorette versus being a pilot. I know, though. but I just feel like like the way Pilot Pete has being a pilot as such a part of his bachelor identity, it's like weird to me that Rachel's also a pilot, but we forget. Yeah, well, Pilot Pete 2.0 is mm-hmm. in the cast and he does a pilot thing in his intro because that's oh, literally maybe there were, like all- too many pilots on the Yeah, speech. that's literally all we know about him versus the fact that everyone cyberbullied yeah. him. And then lastly, we have Greer drinking tea, which Mm. if you didn't see her season, you'd just think like, oh, spill the tea. But it reminded me that she's like obsessed with London and tea. Remember she didn't get the tea date? Oh, yeah. No, that is a good callback because I totally forgot that too. Yeah. It could go over your head if you didn't know. But missed opportunities. So we have Sean from charity season. And like, I don't get why he didn't wear a scarf with his bathing suit. Like, I think that would be really funny. Like, because I think that's what we kind of know him for. Totally. What else do we know him for, you know? No, that's it. But then besides that, it's everyone kind of like splashing in the ocean, blowing kisses, doing like the typical, like, what would you do? Well, I, but I don't have anything to call back on because I was never on the show. She's all batch. Anything that you're known. Oh, then I would be sitting there with like a little microphone because I always do say if I ever were to go on the show, I'd get sent home night one. I would be a fucking bit. I literally would be like, (laughs) they would make a whole season. Like there's someone in this house who actually has a tell all bachelor podcast, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. And then I would get sent home night one because I'm there for the wrong reasons. Everybody knows it. So I think my paradise intro would be me like holding a microphone and like wearing a she's all batch sweatshirt, obviously. So I think that I would be the person that would make it to the end. I would win and then I'd be the oh, scandal okay. that comes out and they're like, oh my God, she had a podcast. And this nobody whole time. knew the whole time. The whole time, yeah. It would be something that Reality Steve spoils while the show is airing. Like I would be oh. Jen. Oh. 
Got so it. that's that's the role I would that's play. That's the difference between yeah. me. I would be snuffed out night one, I think. Like whoever the lead is, like their friends would be like, you know how uh, Hannah Brown had like Demi and Katie Morton like sitting in the back truck, like being like, this guy, but has a girlfriend, blah, blah, yeah. That would be, <laughs> it would be like, about you. About me. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, this girl just needs to go. And then I would get yelled at and yeah. And then the lead would come in and be like, Jackie, can I talk to you outside yeah, for exa- a sec? Exactly. And then the big, there's some rumors that, you know, you have this podcast. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> I love it. So in the trailer, four bachelorettes are back. We have Rachel, Charity, Katie, and Hannah. Charity, we obviously know, is not really going to the beach. Hannah, mm-hmm. we obviously know, isn't going to the beach. However, Twitter, people are like, I thought Hannah was in a serious... Now Hannah's engaged, but like... Bad timing for that, too, by the way, because if they want to try to make it look like Hannah's actually joining the cast, Mm -hmm. they're shit out of luck. But people on Twitter were like, I thought Hannah had a boyfriend. Jojo, have you learned nothing? Jojo! Have you learned nothing? Like, literally, I just don't get how people don't get it, what they're doing. Well, I feel like that's conversation for another day why people still don't get it after all these years yeah and i mean we know why katie's down on the beach but we won't Mm -hmm. spoil it for people who don't want to know but if you do want to know our patreon episode about paradise spoilers gets you all that tea Mm -hmm. so as we know we're just weeks away from the golden bachelor premiere and remember when ben higgins was kind of like campaigning he really wanted to be the host they didn't have to announce that like Jesse's going to be the host because it's very obvious that Jesse is just now the host of the franchise. But that was news to Ben because mm-hmm. apparently ABC was leading him to believe that he had a shot at being the host, apparently. We have a clip from Almost Famous where Ben goes into how he's really upset about this, Aww. that he thought the job could have been his. And Ashley actually explains that um, he's basically been jerked back and forth so much that it's like a toxic relationship. So this is Ben describing how he felt watching After the Final Rose when Jesse's interviewing Gary. Okay. And that's how he's realizing that he's not the host. Exactly. Got it. After watching it last night, though, I, uh, I, our producer Amy called. I said, Amy, I'm bummed now. She did? Yeah, she called me and I said, I'm bummed. I'm really bummed. I know I've said it. I, I, I was going from the, the stance of begging to saying, pleading to saying, hey, I would really like to be involved. I think it's going to be a good show. I feel like this is the only show that fits me well. To now I'm just bummed because I don't get why I'm not being at all on the show. Like I, I have no idea. Do you want to be honest about the fact you know, are you open to being honest? Sure. I don't, well, honest tell them with what? exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I've just gotten like, I've gotten teased. Like, hey, yeah, we're going to have you involved. Hey, we're going to have you around. And then nothing. But they've asked you for specific things. Like and then nothing. And then it. Part of episodes and then they cancel on you. Yeah. It's really weird to me. And I'm really sad about it. That ever happened before where you've been canceled on by them so many times? Uh, No, because I never get asked for anything. Ben, you have come back for plenty of things. The year afterwards, when I was like under contract, I haven't been on. Well, we were both on Matt season. You were on Matt season. I was on Matt season. I think be only because I was the only one that would uh, quarantine in a Spend room a for five days. <laughs> I would only agree to quarantine <laughs> for five days in some random resort that was beautiful in Pennsylvania. Was nice, but you know, you're only in the one room. But not to make this, uh, you know. But I'm just bummed now. Like I'm really sad because I, I don't think there is going to be an opportunity for me to be involved in this in this show. And he's from Indiana. Uh, I've really, you know, we we're 30 minutes from each other. Before I even knew who it was, I thought it was a great concept. 
Um, I do secretly know a few of the cast members. How? From Indiana. They're oh, they pull gr- women from Indiana. They a couple of them, yeah. I've have been reached out oh, and kind of told. Nice and smart, honestly, because that he he's not going to leave that Indiana house. No, I don't. It's very smart, and so it just feels like if anything. Like, I would have loved to just be there and be like, hey, how you holding up, bud? Like, it, don't even put me on the television show. I'm not saying that. Like, I'm saying I just would like to be around for his experience because I'm, I'm invested into into it. Well, Ben feels like he's, you know, in the middle of a toxic relationship. Yeah, with I, the I, do. Bachelor. I do. But guys, um, I, I do think that and I know it sounds like we're like, you know, we talk about this every week and all that. But he, he really means a lot to Ben. And it's not because Ben wants to be on TV. Like, let's be clear about that. This has nothing they to do with They don't have to, to show me on t- television. I said I would work behind the scenes. <laughs> like, I would do, I don't know, like, be Gary's personal. Like, I'd be a handler. Like, I just, I just want to. You would be a great handler for him. Oh, handlers are so important on that show. And are, they also um, are a good support system because they're not producers and they're not cast and you yeah, feel like you I, feel, I just would like to have been around to like encourage them around. so i'm bummed uh i feel ben, like, i think you're gonna be part of like the final rows like the top three they would have to tell me very soon i would say that i'm leaving but anyways oh you're going to italy that's right okay. so yeah so kind of a, a tough relationship right now uh, but he was announced i am still very excited for him i'm just gonna be a huge fan of this season i know you are as well i guess what does the show have to gain by leading Ben on? Because it's not like it was unclear who was going to be hosting the show, right? Like, I think everyone was kind of like, yeah, obviously, it's going to be Jesse Palmer. He's clearly the host of the franchise now. So why would the show lead him on? Because I just don't think it was ever a possibility that it was going to be Ben. So it's like, probably right. better off just letting him down and be like, hey, you know, Jesse has a contract. He hosts the show now. <laughs> like, sorry. <laughs> And that's that. It's giving like when you have a friend that maybe you don't want to hang out with, but you don't want to tell them you don't want to hang out with them. So you're like, yeah, like maybe next week. And then the friend calls next week and you're like, you have to make up something because you don't want to have that awkward conversation. So maybe it's just they don't have a need for him right now. And instead of telling him and hurting his feelings, they're leading him on. I don't approve of this behavior, but it sounds like that could be what they're doing. Yeah. But I think like in the case of that annoying friend, like you don't say to them like, Hey, stop calling me. I don't want to hang out with you because you in some way want to keep the friendship. Whereas like, it doesn't seem like the show really needs to keep the friendship with Ben. Like, I think it's very clear they're kind of over it. So it's like, why then keep this back and forth, this cat and mouse? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems like he's willing, like even hosting aside, because I never thought that was a possibility. Mm-hmm. And he had that campaign that we covered, the um, yeah. GoFundMe or what was it? Change.org. Change.org. For real change the change world. In the world. With ben being yeah. the Golden Bachelor host. But um, it seems like he'd be down to just show up for a date. And like, we know Caitlin Bristow went down to host a date. So, right. like, why it doesn't Ben have the same appeal? I actually feel like it would be refreshing to see him. We haven't seen him in so long. It would be a nice throwback. Yeah, and given how, obviously, like, Ben is really invested in this man and his story, I think it would be really nice for Gary to have more support, which scares me for the show because I'm like, okay, why do you not want to... Right, because I agree. 
Ben was probably never going to host. That wasn't a choice. But Ben wants to be there for emotional support for this man. As and they're like, man, no, no, no. And they're like, no, get out of here. We got to like ruin this man's <laughs> life. So this this is actually very worrisome now that we kind of mm. really unpack this. I'm like, right. Because Ben literally just wants to sit in the hotel room and, and like support Gary. And they're literally like, no, we need to isolate this man and manipulate him. That's what it's giving, honestly. I, I'm on the fence as to if that's really what Ben wants to do. I think if we're at like the top of the pyramid, you want to be the host. Sure. Second row of the pyramid, you want to host date. a group date. Yeah. Third row of the pyramid, you want to be seen on camera giving him advice. Fourth, like bottom row, you actually want to be like behind the scenes. That's how I take it. I'm not speaking for Ben. Yeah. Well, that was my other point too, is that like, I'm just not really buying the, oh, I don't, this is not about being on TV. It's only about, because I, I think both things can be true. I think he can want to support Gary, but also like there's clearly a lot of benefits to being on TV. Because if it was only about supporting Gary, like what's stopping him? Text Gary. Right. He's you know in Indiana. I mean? Be like, right. let's like, go Starbucks. visit him. Yeah. Let, let's like, let's grab a coffee. Let's touch base. I See, can support you. What I don't get is that like, one, I do think it's really cool that if a lot of the women or some of the women are from Indiana, it gives me mm -hmm. hope that maybe they're trying to actually like have him find a mate. Yeah. Yes. Because at this age, you're not necessarily going to up and leave and move to Canada, like, right. you know, how they have on the, the regular show. So I don't get that, like, if they were having a date and it's like, we're in Gary's home state of Indiana. Who also lives here? Ben. Oh, Ben and Gary are going to show you around town. Or so, that could be a date. Mm -hmm. It is a, such an easy transition there. I don't get why they wouldn't want it. I don't, in that case, I do agree with Ben that, like, it's so obvious Right. If you went to JoJo and Jordan's hometown, I don't know where they live, but like, I don't know, wherever they live, I'm sure you would have them host a date because they're right in the area. Right. That's why, unfortunately, it's leading me to believe they want Gary isolated. They don't want people around that support Gary. Or they just don't want Ben for some reason because you had Caitlin Bristow fly out two days after announcing her broken engagement, which she yeah. probably wasn't like in the right headspace to go, why don't you say, hey, Caitlin, you take a mental health day. We're going to have Ben, who's right fucking here and doesn't need to get on a plane. Yeah, I don't know why. Because I also thought, too, a lot of their, like, resistance to things with Ben was because he is no longer, like, he was The Bachelor and his relationship didn't work out. And now, yes, he is a married man, but it's to someone who wasn't on the show. But, like, Caitlin and Jason broke up. But to be fair, maybe they were reaching out to Caitlyn and planning this when she was still with Jason. And that's still a Bachelor Nation relationship, which I think they like to really push, despite the fact that they met in real life. Like, it actually has nothing to do... Right. But they'll take the credit for that. They'll, of course. They'll yeah. put their stamp on it. Yeah. I mean, I think they have different rules for every single person. Yeah. Like, in one case, it's like, oh, you're not in a Bachelor Nation relationship. And it, but in another case, it's like, oh, well, it doesn't matter that you're not. I don't think it always has to fall under a certain category, if that right. makes sense. No, I know. So I don't know. I guess we'll never know. I mean, The Golden Bachelor is airing in a couple weeks, so I'm pretty sure it's almost wrapped. Like, probably not yeah. wrapped. Yeah. I haven't checked. Maybe Ben will come for after the final rose. Great. I hope he does. And give advice on how to navigate post-Indiana Bachelor. All right, moving on. Okay, I am the worst sleeper in America. Guys, I've literally tried everything for sleeping. Ambien, melatonin. Melatonin does not work on me. NyQuil. And recently I tried Lumi CBDs, microdose gummies, and that actually works for me. I take like one gummy an hour before I want to go to sleep. And by the time I'm in bed, I just feel 
good and relaxed and all the mental background noise and like the wheels that are turning in your head just stop and you can just relax and go to sleep. It's literally amazing. I feel like you described it perfectly when you said it's like wearing a weighted blanket. Mm -hmm. Like you just sink into your bed and it's that relaxing feeling at the end of the day. I have anxiety and my brain spins at night. Like I think of the moment in first grade where I had an embarrassing moment and I sit there and I can't (laughs) stop like thinking about it. And microdose gummies help with that 100%. So microdose is available nationwide. And if you want to learn more about microdosing THC, you can go to microdose.com and use code She's All Batch. That's going to get you free shipping plus 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdose.com with code She's All Batch. Today's episode is sponsored by the revolutionary cookware company, Hexclad. When choosing pots and pans, you used to have to pick between the performance of stainless steel, the durability of cast iron, and the convenience of nonstick. But with Hexclad, you can literally have it all. Yes, guys. And so that's already an amazing value to be getting all of those benefits in one pan, but these pots and pans are also backed by a lifetime warranty, which is crazy. So you will literally never need to buy another set of pots and pans for the rest of your life. Literally, they're the best pans you could ever own. Some would say Gordon Ramsay is the toughest critic in the world. I would say that. And these are the pots and pans he uses. Do you want to use the same pots and pans as Gordon Ramsay? Because I do. So you could go and get 10% off with the code She's All Batch at hexclad.com. That's 10% off at hexclad.com with code She's All Batch. Bon appetit. Let's eat with Hexclad's revolutionary cookware. All right, guys, we have Jill Chin here. You know her from Clayton's season of The Bachelor and also Bachelor in Paradise. Jill, thank you for coming on She's All Batch. Hi. Oh my God. It's so good to be here. <laughs> One of the first memories I have of you is actually from the Bachelor promo. So this is the, his oh, season God. was the season they showed the promo and then they showed him saying like, I'm in love with both of you. And I slept with both of you. And yeah. it shows you. I mean, you yeah. were one of the few people, but the first time I saw it, it showed you. And I, sad to admit, I was duped. I believed you were in the final two until I realized what they were doing. Yeah. How was it? How was it watching it? for you to see that you were teased as one of the final women. Oh my God. It was so funny because obviously I'm super close to Rachel. <laughs> so Rachel texts me like, Oh my God, Jill was final three. Like That's it amazing. was so funny. Um, honestly, I hadn't really heard any, like, no one was like, Oh my God, Jill speculated because it was so obvious. I feel like from the start that I was not going to be an important character. So yeah, I think everybody kind of knew that this was a tease, but that shot is still like one of my favorite shots. I was like, wow, okay, I look snatched. Although some people said I look like handsome Squidward in a good way, which is like nice. Thank you. But okay, um, I'm like, how's the compliment? Was that Squidward's cousin, Squilliam? No, not Squilliam. Um, <laughs> handsome Squidward. I don't know if you're familiar. He has like super high cheekbones. And I was like, no. okay. Oh, so that, that's a compliment oh, wait, yes, then if they're know. talking about your cheekbones. I mean, you looked right, gorgeous, but they aired those yeah. before like those season really kicked off. So people didn't yeah. know your connection with Clayton. So I, I fell for yeah. it. Oh my God. I wish slash maybe do I, that was a pretty traumatizing moment. I feel for most yeah. of the people involved, but yeah, no, that was, uh, that was really fun. I think my family got a kick out of it because they knew for yeah. sure. <laughs> How did you end up on the show? to begin with oh no shame I applied um I yeah I feel like like, well somebody nominated me and I'm like bitch you applied like let's be real right um 
Yeah, no, I had broken up with my boyfriend of two years and it had been around like six months since then. And then I had gotten into the show during quarantine because my friend, I saw a clip of Anna Redmond. It was, this was on Facebook. I saw a clip of Anna Redmond saying she's entertaining men for money. And I was like, this is juicy. Yeah. I was like, this is interesting. So then I watched it and I was like, wouldn't it be so funny if I applied? And then I did. And it was kind of a joke at first. And then it started to get more real as the casting process went on. And I was just like, yeah. Let's let's just go for it. Why not? Totally. Who did you see as a front runner on Clayton's season? Like night one, you walk in. Yeah. Susie for sure. Susie really? and Serene. Yeah. Um, Serene was the one to tell him, like, that who was it? That Claire was saying not nice things about him, saying Claire. he was like dull or whatever. Yeah. I remember so that. So Serene was the one. And I remember being like, like, Serene is just so poised and gorgeous. I was like, oh, my God. Like, she is the it girl. Mm-hmm. So Serene for sure. Susie. And they were. The, they did end up being, like, the it girls. Yeah. Um, I didn't talk to Rachel at all night one. But I saw her and I was like, oh, my God, she's gorgeous. Um, but that's, like, pretty much it. And that was pretty spot on. I feel like from night one, if you make a connection night one, you have a good experience. And you're probably going to go far unless you're a villain. Right. So interesting. Something I feel like that in Clayton season specifically that you were most notable for is like you gave a lot of like good reactions and like a lot of good narration of things that were going on. Did you realize at the time that that was kind of going to be the role they're putting you in or because I feel like they use different archetypes of people for different purposes? Yeah, I feel like now looking back, I'm like, oh, that was so obvious. Mm -hmm. I thought at the time I was like, well, I don't have a love connection with Clayton, but like I keep sticking around. So what's the purpose? Like, why am I here? Um, I think they realized as time went on, the more deranged I got and like mm-hmm. the better, the better my interviews got. So I think like I loved doing interviews. Interviews were like the best things ever. So like, well, IPM. So interviews were really fun. And I just had like, a, I just let it rip. And I feel like that's just how I am in real life anyways. So yeah, I think I kind of realized like, I might as well just like give in to this whole thing because yeah. I don't have a love connection with Clayton. So let's just like make it fun. So you didn't have a connection, but you kept getting roses. No. Was yeah. in your head, were you like, maybe the connection will come or it were in your head where you like, well, yeah. whatever I'm on TV for another week. Oh no, no, no. At the time, like when I read my journal from then, I was yearning for Clayton. Like I'd fully, like I was mainlining the Kool-Aid. Oh like God. I was like, oh my God, like he really likes, no, I, I didn't, I thought that he could see something potentially, but I was like, we haven't had like a truly good conversation that I felt was like, okay, this is our moment. Like things are starting to change. Mm-hmm. Cause I would talk to Rachel and I'm like, oh, well, we talked about this. And then she's like, what do you mean? You have a great connection. And I'm like, oh my God, you're right. But yeah. it was never like what I saw with the other girls. And yeah, and I think the turning point, which was end of when I was going home was in Houston. I tried to be like, I cracked a joke and he didn't think it was funny at Ugh. all. That's the like, worst. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. And I was playing, I was playing cornhole with him, like outside of the, you know, the group date where we did uh, like tackle football. Mm-hmm. So during like the barbecue scene with the Hyundai Ionic fives, uh, I was like playing cornhole and it's so, like, I, I volunteers to be, I'm like, I'll play cornhole with Clayton. And then he was more interested in looking at like Susie and Sarah than entertaining a conversation with me. Ugh. I'm like, Oh God. 
So, but then I left that week and I was like, you know what? That's fine. Like we really did try. I tried at least it just wasn't, it wasn't. Yeah. You can't force a connection. Yeah. No, but I did like gaslight myself into thinking I had one. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's <laughs> the atmosphere. That's fine. That's not your fault. Yeah, I know. Um, given that you're so close with Rachel, mm-hmm. when did you realize how the season was going to end? Like, like you get sent off the show. Like, did you connect yeah. with her afterwards and like, be like, oh my yes. God, this is what happened. Or what was your process yeah. of finding that out? So, oh my God. So I left and it really does like, when, when you're still on the show and somebody leaves, you act like they've died because you truly don't have any other connection with them. And when I left, I was like, I feel like the world knew so much more than I had thought. Cause like I texted my sister when I got kicked off the show and I was like, I'm like, I'm flying to you. I'm coming from Houston. And she's like, Oh, I know exactly where you are. I've been following reality, Steve. Oh my god! And I'm like, Oh my God, like how much do they know? So, you know, like there are spoilers out there. And so I would follow the spoilers to see where Rachel was. That's so funny. Journey. Yeah. I was like, cause I was desperate for like any shred of knowledge. And every time someone came off, we'd be like, Oh my God, what happened? Oh my God. Like text them immediately and get the rundown. So then Rachel, once Rachel finally got off, like she texted me and I was like, holy fuck. Like, this is the moment that I've been waiting for. Yeah. And then I got on FaceTime with her. Like I gave her like a little bit of time, but then actually, no, I'm going to FaceTime her right away. So I FaceTimed her and she looked bedraggled. Like she really looked like she had gone through the ringer. She was like in bed, like, like Aww. a shell of a person. And then I was like, what is this? I was like, well, what's going on? Like you must be with Clayton. There's no... I, I could have bet my life that she was going to be with him because I saw their connection. It was so good. And I just knew, I, I just felt like the spark between them. And I was like, there's no fucking way that you're not with him. Mm-hmm. And when I saw her like that, that's when I knew she wasn't with him, but she was good. She is so good at not giving away any information, which is so annoying because like she was a bachelorette and like, I was going to date her guys in paradise. And I was like, tell me who's good and who's not. And she wouldn't like, she's really good at keeping the industry secret. So oh, she was you? just like, yeah, That's I had friend. to like, wait. well, she didn't want to like cloud my judgment for paradise. Cause I did end up dating a villain and it was right. like good mm-hmm. for a little bit, but then it, until it wasn't, I was like, you should have warned me, but I think it's just like part of the process. She wanted me to have like a pure experience. Um, but yeah, with Clayton season, like, obviously I knew. And then eventually like from that moment, I, I don't think she was like completely comfortable sharing what happened at first. Um, but then eventually, you know, it all came out. But yeah, I, I knew in that moment she wasn't with him. And that was like really confusing. And I was like, who's, we didn't know who Clayton was with because we That's didn't true. know. Yeah. Yeah. So like we, tr- I just knew that it wasn't her. And I was like, okay, it's awful. You bring up paradise. Yeah. After your time on Clayton's season, how soon are you getting a phone call from ABC? So after the women tell all, that's usually around, mm, that's around the time, maybe March-ish. So maybe like a month after you film Women Tell All, probably. Yeah. We ask everybody this, but would you be willing to share what your salary negotiations were like for Paradise? Oh, I, the, the second, I'm not, I don't know if I can say numbers, but the, what they offered me, I was like, yep. Like I oh, so it was good. You did not negotiate. Oh, no, I didn't negotiate at all because I knew my place on the roster. Like, I knew I wasn't an important character on Clayton's season. I knew that I wasn't, like, sought after. I knew I wasn't going to be – and this is, like, so, like, self-deprecating, but it's just, like, real. I knew I wasn't at the top of people's lists. 
So I was just like, if you're offering, I'm going to take it. Was it so, a lump sum or a daily rate? It was a daily rate. Okay. Like I uh, truly did not negotiate at all. Yeah, no, that's so $400 fair. a day. You don't have to confirm. No, you don't have to confirm or deny. I'm just saying. That's we have a lot of data because we've got, we've asked this yeah. question quite a bit. So we kind of can do the math. Um, but you ended up being a very important part of paradise. So yeah, get your they money. Got their money's worth. Yeah, <laughs> I know. They really got their money's worth. Unbelievable. I feel like one of the most significant things on paradise that, that I remember you from is the whole situation with like you Romeo and Kira and you had potentially been hanging out with him prior and then you got to the can you please explain what happened before you got to the beach yeah what happened on the beach that we didn't see because that whole thing was very confusing to me yeah no it was really confusing and the way that they set it up they didn't really set it up right like I told the story like a billion times Mm -hmm. and they didn't really set it up properly it is like pretty convoluted but So shortly after, so when I went home, I didn't actually go home from The Bachelor. I ended up just like hanging out with the girls who had been eliminated, which is a no-no, but like I did, who cares? Um, So one of those people, the first person to actually reach out to me after I got home was Kira. She was the first person to call me. So she was like, come out to LA, come like, come back out to LA and like, we'll hang out, whatever. So I flew to LA and then from there, like here and I went from LA, we went, then we went to New York, then we went to Philly at her house. And then I finally went home. So I spent like a significant amount of time with her. When we were in New York, that's when we, we met Romeo. Well, I had met him. Um, then I think she may have known him from school before, um, from Harvard, but yes, yeah, so that's the first time that I met him was in New York. And there was like a little bit of a flirtation for sure. But it wasn't like we didn't kiss. We didn't nothing. It was just like we had a conversation like Tessa was there. Daria was there. So it wasn't like we're having definitely a very intense kind of flirty conversation. But then that's it. Then I didn't see him for a little bit. And then if I was in New York, we would hang out. But again, it wasn't we never kissed. It wasn't like a date. We always would hang out in groups. Um, But there was for sure flirtation. We were there's a point where we were like calling each other like quite frequently, like to update and just like chat. So I was like, okay, this might actually go somewhere, but this was before like paradise. This is before women tell all this is before anything. So I was like, okay, he's cute. Like I could potentially see something with him. And, but like, also I don't want to like the Brendan and Piper stuff had just happened. So I'm like, there's no way Mm -hmm. I would go to paradise if we actually had started something. So then, (laughs) so then I get word. It's like, obviously, and at the same time, he and Kira are hanging out too, because they're friends. So it was just Mm -hmm. like, you know, there was the, I like there was a little bit of flirtation and he was being flirty with both of us, like for sure. Um, so then we, so I'm trying to think about women. This is like so far back now for me to remember um, what happened. Okay. So then we, Romeo and I were, it was at the point where we were talking on the phone pretty regularly. Um, and then it was the premiere of our season and he was in, obviously he lives in New York and Kira was in New York. So Kira, by the way that they were both talking about the weekend, they were kind of leaving each other out. Like, oh, I hung out with so this person, this person, this Mm. person, when I knew Romeo was there. Mm -hmm. And same thing with Kira. And I'm like, just like, why are you guys lying to me? Like, this is strange. So I knew something had gone on. Like, Mm -hmm. I knew they were at the same watch party, but they omitted each other from all of the plans, you know, when talking Mm -hmm. to me. So I was like, that's really weird. So I called Romeo and we were just having a conversation. I was like, so did you make out with Kira? And he's like, 
yeah, yeah. I ended up making out with her and I was like, okay, what the fuck? Like, why were you guys hiding this from me? That's really weird. Yeah. I thought we were all friends. There was also definitely flirtation. And I think we both like, I don't know if we both had a crush on him. I think it was just like, we were, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If, I think we probably did both have a crush on him, but it was at that moment that I was like, no, like you're lying to me. This is weird. Like you can be with Kira. You can just be honest with me, but they weren't being honest with me. So I didn't talk to him after that. I remember he texted me cause he knew women tell all was happening. He texted me good luck and I thumbs it up. And that was me being like, <laughs> <laughs> burn. I was just like, thanks. Yeah. I was like, got him. So, um, then I didn't talk to him after that until I saw him on the beach, which okay. was crazy. So when you got to the beach. I'm trying to remember. So like, I think Kira got to the beach with the assumption that they were going to immediately like be together, but he yeah. wanted to pursue things with you then once yeah. you guys all got yeah. to the beach. Yeah. Interesting. Was that surprising then after how you guys had left your last interaction? I mean, I knew that there was a conversation that was going to be had. Like if I saw them both at the beach, there was probably going to be something that mm -hmm. had to be said because we hadn't talked since then. So I'm like, there's a lot of unfinished business and it, there could be lingering feelings on, I mean, I didn't really think there were lingering feelings on my side, but I was like, I know this is going to be a conversation if we're put together in the same place and are forced to talk about our feelings and whatever, who knows, like we could end up being together. So that was definitely a possibility. I hadn't known. I think that Kira and Romeo stayed friends throughout that whole thing. And I, whereas I just kind of like exited the friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so I didn't know, I think there might've been some talk on their end about what was going to happen at paradise, but I was left out, but Romeo did, I think have true feelings for me and wanted to explore things, but it just got so messy that I was like, this is ridiculous. We weren't able to kind of explore what we needed to explore because Kira was like being like coming in really hard. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, this is so dumb. Like I'm done with it. If he's not, and you, you know, obviously what happened on screen was pretty much what happened. Like he went after Brittany, like without telling me. And I'm like, dude, like you just had fought for me. Like we had just fought right. so hard to get to a place where we can like finally spend time together. And he just like, wouldn't put in the time or effort and then went behind my back. Mm -hmm. So I was like, dude, like that's the last strike. I feel like I've already experienced this in real life when you weren't telling right. me the truth. So what the hell's mm -hmm. going on? So yeah, that was like, that was so fucking annoying. That was like the worst. It was like night one of Paradise where I'm in this screaming match with Kira and I have to, I'm like bawling my eyes out. I'm like, oh my God, this is a really, really great start. But then Jacob came to save the day and you oh start dating Jacob. Which that was also so bizarre. I, I think back to like how that happened. It was literally because we had a birthday a day apart. <laughs> That's the only reason why we started talking, I feel. Mm -hmm. um, we were both definitely in a place where we were like looking, like we were both just like single, just like looking for other people. He wasn't into lace. Romeo had given me his rose, but I was like, this is like reparations like for what you did to me. Like this is an apology rose. Yeah. Um, and I do feel kind of bad. I, when I think back on it, I'm like, wow, I, I do feel bad that I accepted that rose from Romeo and just kind of left him like high and dry because I could tell he was like really kind of suffering a little bit and he was like alone and I feel really bad about that. But also it's not my responsibility to kind of deal with his emotions after he fucked me over. I feel like mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times I get into that where it's like you did something to me and now like you're really sad, whatever, because I left you high and dry. But 
you still did this to me. It doesn't change anything, whatever. Right. I'm getting really esoteric about that. Um, but <laughs> anyways, Jacob, so he was just like a fun, like breath of fresh air where he's mm-hmm. just like, you know, it was very surface level. We're just having fun. It was definitely a real like paradise goof, but then it did end up getting more serious. And when split week happened, I was like, what the fuck? Like I was just on the, like, I was just about to make this good connection. And then, and it was ripped away. And I knew he was going to like, I I should have known that he was going to like cheat slash explore other options, mm-hmm. but I was just really holding out. Question about split week in general, because we recently had Michael A on the podcast and he's someone who did Mm -hmm. not have to participate in split week. And we had asked him about that. And I'm like, how did like, what's the logic there? Why didn't you and Danielle have to do this? What was that like for you who someone who had to do split week? And did you have conversations with production being like, what the fuck? Why do they not have to do it? Because as a viewer, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we definitely... Oh my God. If you guys, you guys saw a little bit of my meltdown, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. of me screaming that I wanted to fly home and I, and that lasted for hours. Like mm-hmm. I was fighting tooth and nail. The other girls were just like, holy fuck. Like Jill is really not in a good place. And I really wasn't in a good place. I had had like an episode like earlier that day where I was just like really stressed and dehydrated and uh, like all the things in par- that paradise brings. And then I, they were like, okay, you can go take a nap and we'll wake you up if something's happening. So they're like, something's happening. All right, Jill, we know you're not feeling well, but something's happening. And then they do split week. And I, that just like absolutely broke me. Um, so yeah, that went on for hours. I was, it, it, they, they literally said, Jill, the van is leaving. If you're not coming now, you, you were like, you're leaving. You're off the show. You can't talk to Jacob. Like he'll oh continue God. to be on here. And I was like, fine like whatever so then I got in the van um but yeah I think we realized we're like oh Michael's on the date with Danielle and we love them so much like that's the thing is I can't be like darn you Michael a because he's just like such a good guy and I do want him to I feel like their relationship was for some reason I'm like it was more adult you know like it was more serious like perhaps they needed that time I think Mm -hmm. that's like something that production really wanted to have was like a really beautiful mature relationship you know, and they didn't want to do that to them, but it's still like fucked up that you're, you know, you're not treated equal, but no, totally. That's, that's just like the name of the game. You're never treated equal ever. We're going to take a quick break to tell you guys about Oak Essentials. We obviously get a lot of products to try guys. And one that I've been loving recently is the Oak Essentials Moisture Rich Balm. I love it so much that a few weeks ago I was in LA and I annoyingly left my entire toiletry bag in the hotel. And I literally had to repurchase like a bunch of stuff like sunscreen, toothbrush. Luckily, you know, it was all stuff that is replaceable. But one thing that was in that toiletry bag that I was really pissed about was the Oak Essentials Moisture Rich Balm. And I loved it so much much and missed it so much that I went and repurchased it myself with my own money because I was like, no, now that I've had this moisture rich bomb, I literally can't turn back. Um, I'm never using a different like night moisturizer ever again. It is as hydrating as like rubbing petroleum jelly literally all over your face, but it's somehow lighter. Like it doesn't feel like a heavy goopy thing, but it gives that same 
type of hydration. And it also smells amazing. So you can use that moisture rich balm on your own, or you can use it as part of Oak Essentials best-selling bundles for a simple start to finish skincare routine, which is great. If you don't know where to start or like what things to purchase, if you're on a skincare journey, just buy one of the bundles and it has everything you could need. So it has the moisture rich balm, ritual oil, cleansing balm, balancing mist, and a restorative mask. So you might as well just like get the whole little bundle and then you're set. Oak Essentials is the go-to skincare brand for radiant and glowing skin. Our followers get 15% off your first order when you use code She's All Batch at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com with promo code She's All Batch. Whether you're starting from scratch or filling in the gaps, Oak Essentials gives you one less thing to worry about. Treat yourself because you deserve it. And now back to our interview with Jill. Something you said just prior stuck out to me when they said you can go take a nap. Yeah. Do you need to get permission for things like that? Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, you can sleep on like a day bed. If you find an empty day bed, you can try to nap. But that's only if you're in that area. If you're in, if you're in an area that doesn't have a day bed, you're not going to be napping. So I was like, I need to go to my bed and like really take a nap because I'm like struggling. Like I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Like I have lost it, like truly lost the plot. Um, so they're like, you can take a disco nap. And I was like, what the fuck is a disco nap? They're like, like a 20 minute like mm. nap. And I was like, okay, fine. So yeah, you you need permission to do and like, you know, to go in the pool, to go to the bathroom, especially Wait, if you're like You need permission to go to the pool? Yeah. Oh, oh I only went to the pool like twice. I only went in the what? ocean one time the entire time. Why? They have to unmic the you, mic right? for the yeah, mic pack. It's like, yeah, it's mainly because the mic pack and like, it does take time because if one person wants to do it, everyone wants to do it. So it's, it's like, you know, they're like, all right, guys, it's pool time. We can take yeah. off your mics. We have a little bit of time. But obviously if someone's coming down or if something's happening, they have to have you all in one spot. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. people are like, oh, in paradise, you have so much more freedom, but it's like controlled freedom. It's not really freedom. We had Blake on a while ago and he famously said that like he had to get permission to pee or that they would purposely hold you back from going to the bathroom to then let you run. And then they air that looking like you're doing something else. So did you have anything like that? Did they ever say, no, you couldn't go to the bathroom? Yeah, for sure. But it, it's not like I was never in a situation where it was like a true emergency. I've known people that if it's like a true emergency and they're going to like absolutely piss their pants, they just get up. They don't care. Cause like, what are they going to do? They're not going to yeah. physically block you, but it was just more of like a courtesy thing, I guess, where, I mean, it's, God. I know like, what if you have your period? <laughs> I just feel like if oh, I had yeah, cramps on the happen. beach with that humidity and not being able to go to the bathroom, like I would lose it too. Oh yeah. I, I lost it many a time. And yeah, I, I don't know. For some reason it was just like normal. It's just normal to ask because that's just what you do. Yeah, it's weird now that you say it. First grade throwbacks when you have to get the pass to go down the hallway. I know. To go to the bathroom. I know, but if, you, if you're really like in a desperate situation, like a dire situation, you could probably just get up and leave. I've seen people do that. Okay. But. After your time on Paradise, you had a brief time period where you co-hosted uh, Clickbait. Mm. Yeah. How was this experience for you? Oh, my God. Wow. That see that is a tough question. Didn't expect I, that one, did you? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> That's whatever you're comfortable with, obviously. No, it is like it obviously is kind of a touchy subject for me. Um, 
I really liked hosting the podcast. I thought it was like such a fun experience. I I wanted to be kind of part of the show and part of the franchise without having to be on a show, obviously. So that's like, they, they are coveted positions, you know? You get to kind yeah. of be in the mix and be in the know and still get to do all of these things and interact with people, do commentary. And like podcasting is just fun, you know? You guys know. Yeah. Um, but it was just a, it was a cool new like outlet and it is a skill for sure. And so I was like, oh my God, this is, a, it was a great opportunity. Let's just say that. It's a great opportunity. <laughs> so uh, I... Yeah, I, I really loved it. I think I was getting better and better each week and they kind of let me have more like responsibility slash, you know, gave me more freedom to kind of curate my style, if you will. And I was really excited about that possibility. Um, and I put a lot of time and energy into it, but they just- What happened? Um, they, they, some could say they, they went in a different direction, which sucked. It sucked, How did they like, but... initially pitch it to you? Like you were a, like, were you, did you think you were like a trial host or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always knew that I was like filling in. Sometimes it started off as like filling in. And mm-hmm. then it was, you know, when Mari and Aaron came on, it was, you know, it was, okay, we're, this is like, you guys are trying things out. And it was, it was when Joe was filming the goat, that show. So it was like, oh. they didn't know how long he was going to be gone for. So let's just like have these guys on to kind of like try them out. Mm. So I did think it was like an audition type deal. And I was, you know, everyone put a lot of time and energy into it. And I don't necessarily, and I, I don't blame like the producers of the podcast or whatever. I think the network in general just had to allocate funds to different places. Maybe I don't really know because, you know, we saw that one, like there were originally three podcasts. Now there's only one. So, you know, things had to shift around. I think, and I'm not, I, I am speculating at this point, but I think that, you know, with like, I think the budget just got cut, you know, from the whole show. So I, you know, obviously Joe has been like a steadfast host for a really long time. Serena's really great. She's been a podcast host for a really long time. I think it just made sense to have them as hosts. But would I love the opportunity to to continue on with that? Yeah, absolutely. But it just it didn't work out. And I had to like getting that phone call that it's not going to work out obviously sucks, but I am, I'm grateful for the time that I had. Yes. I, yeah. Given that we have a podcast, I yeah. always wonder this about the bachelor podcasts because we do everything on our show, like prepping yeah. and editing and recording and everything. Wow. What goes into being a host? Like, do you just do you show up and you have like an outlined script, so to speak, and that and you basically just talk or are you like researching things you want to talk about? And what's your situation with that? Um, I don't know if I really talk about it, but I think it should be really general. It's like there's definitely a list of things that help you along, you know, like mm-hmm. just like the outline. Like first we start with this and then here are some things you can talk about. But a lot of it was like you know, if you don't watch the show and if you don't put the time into kind of researching the person yourself, then, you know, it's not going to be a good podcast. When you say you put a lot of effort and time in, like, are you coming up with interview questions or are those given to you? They, it's it's both, you okay. know, like there's definitely, I'm sure you guys have like things that you want to hit on with yeah. me, mm-hmm. you know, oh, of course. so yeah. it's kind of like the same deal. Right. Um, but, you know, they, they wouldn't, say they they were welcoming of of questions you know that I wanted to ask so it's the same deal like yeah no go ahead it's like the same deal like with 
you guys like if there's anything you're you're uncomfortable with you know like or we can take that out or whatever so if you mess up or there's something that you know it just ends up going in the wrong direction then they can obviously edit it out but yeah that's kind of what I was gonna ask like is there anything they tell you that you can't touch on because I think like as people who are now in this podcasting space we've gotten a lot of recognition because we talk about like behind the scenes things and things like that. Yeah. Whereas like, obviously like bachelor happy hour and clickbait never touch on things like that. Is that right. something that's deliberately told to you guys that you can't, or I'm always curious why it doesn't go in that direction. I mean, it definitely is like, you know, looking behind the curtain, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like the, like magic. It's the magic of bachelor nation where you don't really know how it happens. Like, I don't think they're going to promote like, you know, the behind the scenes yeah. stuff not letting people they pee. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> they more want to like focus on the like you know the love stories and all like the experiences that people see it's more right. like you're focusing on things that the viewers are going to see and and ask about versus you know some of the behind the scenes questions yeah do you know what happened yeah. with becca kufrin and <laughs> bachelor happy hour I, I actually don't so i don't really talk to i haven't you know i'm not really friends with mm-hmm. becca but I mean, I think we saw some fallout from, you know, yeah, um, from that. And I think her, I think probably happened the same way that I found out maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm, but yeah. yeah, I think everything was like really abrupt. And I don't think that they necessarily, I don't think the producers of the show had any um, really real control over that. It probably came from above, if that's right. what I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just really, it happened really quickly. Yeah. And I guess the difference is like Becca was doing it for so long. So if it really was just like a phone call, like, Hey, we're going in a different direction. It's a, it's like not cool. I know it's definitely not yet. Absolutely. And it is like, obviously a source of income for people. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like letting them know, I don't know. I feel like, yeah. And give me two weeks to get my kid on my feet. Right. Like, please. And she was like, you know, she's pregnant. And so I was like, Oh my God. Like I really felt for her, but obviously like she's thriving and she's like, really, you know, she's doing fine. Um, but yeah, I think there, there had, there was like a restructuring of things and some things had to go. So, and that was one of them. Obviously you don't have to, um, give exact numbers, but I'm just always curious this again, as another podcaster is the money that they make from the bachelor podcast, something that you could like potentially live on, or is it like more of a side hustle thing? And it's more just about getting their faces out there for other opportunities. I think it's like different for everybody. Um, I'm not going to get into like how much I was paid, but it was, I'm trying to think if you could live on it. (laughs) Everyone's rate is different. You know, it's like, sure. Everyone's rate is probably different, but could I have lived on it? Mm, Maybe not entirely. I think if you, if you're doing like brand deals on the side for sure, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think if you're only doing that, you have to do something else probably. But okay. I think a but lot the of the fact people... that you're kind of like on the fence, like, oh, you could maybe live on it. Yeah. Means it's more than I thought it was gonna be. Same. So that is I'm just thinking about me. like I like I've lived on less, but that's like my sure. standard of living is like certainly lower than, than yeah, most. and everyone has different situations of yeah. What bills yeah, they right, need to exactly. Pay like and, if yeah, right. But yeah, I mean I obviously like people, you know, the brand people are getting brand deals on the side. If you're in this world and you know, you ha- you're the host of a podcast, you are probably on the track to get some brand deals. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. And do they help you get brand deals? Like if you are a host, mm-hmm. you're probably no. Okay. I don't think so. No. I think like 
with the Maybelline partnership, I think that's mm-hmm. just like, you know, I think that's just the franchise as a whole because you're seeing yeah. it within the show too, like Charity's finale, you know. So I think that's just part of the show as a whole. Right. Um, you know, I'm not sure. I the, do think the- it's like uh, Maybelline contacting ABC, wanting the deal. And then they say yeah. to ABC, can you, we want a guy and a girl and then they ABC places it. Like, I don't think Maybelline's yeah. like, we need grocery store Joe and Serena. Yeah. I do think ABC has a hand in who gets those placements. Yeah, probably. They probably do. But I'm trying to think. But yeah, everyone else has, like, everyone has who does brand deals and stuff, not everyone, but most people have, like, a manager, you know? Right. Okay. So that's how you're getting most of your deals. And you would go back if they opened the invitation back, you would, you'd go back to, well, to the podcast in general? Yeah, I think so. I didn't, it wasn't like a negative experience, really. It was, um, I just think, like, things didn't work out. And obviously, I'm just, um, I think I can be really honest with myself about like, I'm not the, the it girl of bachelor nation. And that's Stop like saying that, no, I, but, but it's like, you have to be so fucking for real with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one thing like gassing yourself up. Like, I know that I'm like funny as fuck. Like I'm, you know, I know that I can host a podcast. Like there are things that I know I can do, but am I the best person for this role? Or am I like the face of bachelor nation? Like probably not, you know? And I we can, love you. I'm fine with that. Well, I think no, people are going to be very it. excited when they see that you're our guest this week. Oh my God. That's really, yeah. I, I do love to hear that because I, there's, there's so much imposter syndrome in this space. Mm. Like I fear Instagram. Like I don't even, I can't tell you the last time I looked at my Instagram profile. Like it really like true. I'm not even kidding. It scares it out of me. People scare the, the shit out like of me. Like the comments you mean? comments and just like dude numbers like we get so like oh my god this thing didn't give us likes like come on like it's so it sucks you know like there, there's things where it's like you you really wanted to do well like you know like all this stuff it's like uh, but the thing is I'm not a content creator and I have and again I'm real with myself with that I I don't know how to do this I had when I started the show I had 600 followers mm-hmm. you think I was like ready to to start doing brand deals right after like no so Mm -hmm. there's for sure imposter syndrome and yeah and I'm like do you guys even care do you guys even like me still like probably not and that's fine because it's like it's cyclical you know you're not just because you're on the show doesn't mean you're you're totally special you know I don't know people still care we care you are special I don't know I'm just Ugh. saying, like, I'm I'm also just, like, removed from that, yeah. like, from mm-hmm. the franchise a little bit. Like, I still do watch, like, every week, obviously. And it's because, like, my friends are on it. I want to support them, and I know what it's like. And I don't know. I just feel it's it's a fun franchise to be a part of. But, yeah, there's totally that, like, toxic side where, you know, you want to do well. And the more, like, the bigger you are, the more pressure you have, I feel. Totally. You, you know, know you should do since you are so yeah. funny and you are still watching week to week you should do like little like reels or tiktoks just like giving your feedback on things i actually think that would do really well just to say yeah oh my god i know but it's like is that desperado like i don't know I don't, if that's like I totally desperado so. like rachel told me she was like you need to do reviews because like i would just like text her a caller and like rip like on her season i was like oh my fucking god like you know whatever and she's like mm. you need to put this out for the people yeah and i was like for some reason, I just don't, I'm just, I don't know. I'm clearly not meant for a social media world, which is a really bad pitch to brands like yeah. that. <laughs> like, but no, I just, um, I don't know. I'm just going through a phase of like 
you know, I ha- I also have like a job, like a nine to five outside of this. And so, yeah, you know, so this mm-hmm. is not your whole world and that's okay. Whole world. I get it. That's it's hard yeah. to feel like you always have like these people watching you or commenting or feeling like you have yeah. to keep up with something like why yeah. this is a fake world. Like social media is fake. Yeah. And it's like consuming. Or <laughs> yes. Or it's like, you know, there's the pressure. Like at first I was like, oh my God, the pressure people comment you, whatever. And then I'm like, or, or worse. I, I, I fear they don't care, you know, like mm-hmm. at least the people are commenting, like they care. I don't know. It, it's, it's a double-edged sword. No, that's totally true. Well. You know, we, I always say this to Stephanie when we're dealing with like people commenting things and we're like, oh my God, can everyone just like calm down? Yeah. Vial always says this, that like, there's no such thing as haters. There's people who care and people who don't. And so it's like, if they're still that's actually true. anything, it's still good for you, your engagement, yeah, whatever you're putting out there. You're still getting yeah. those downloads or at least like, I know. Long. Yeah. I just, I'm always afraid. Like when I post something on Instagram, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm losing followers, blah, blah. And like it, at the end of the day, it truly like, I cannot tell you how much it does not matter, but it does like sting a little bit for sure. It's just, you know, it's, it's a tough space to be in, but you are so right. And I look back at like my, like my old like hate comments or like, I look at an old post and it's like, or even the people that are going through it right now. And I see all the nasty messages from people and I'm like, oh my God, like I actually don't miss it. It's actually horrible. You know? It, it yeah. can be so horrible. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's so bad. dark and scary and it's dark. I it. it really yeah. is. Well, you brought up your nine to five and your actual yeah. life. What is life yes. like today? <laughs> Where are you? Are you dating? What's the scoop? Yeah. So I am still an architectural historian, which is amazing. I moved to That's so the city. Cool. Wait, you yeah. should have TikToks about that, honestly. That I, I do I really done interesting. A Okay. I've done a couple and people are like, finally, this content. And I'm like, I know, but like, do you guys care about like windows and doors and like I the anatomy know. of a house? You know I what, Jill? The that people shit. that care about it will find you. Yeah. I know. Don't, don't I know. worry right, what, right. if they care or not. You do it. If it makes you happy, you do it. And if the people that are interested in that type of stuff will come and find you. That's it. Like, it'll be served to those people, first of all, on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Especially because that's you a do unique you. thing. Like you probably yeah. know so much more about, like, I don't, because I live in New York. I love walking around New York and like seeing all the different types of architecture and like learning why New York looks the way it looks. Yeah. And you probably yeah. know so much more than I do. Oh my god! I would gosh. watch that TikTok. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I know people do want it, but like, again, it's the fear of like, of failing, of not succeeding or people not caring. But I know it. I just need to like release all attachment to outcome. Watch it. Like the title of this podcast is going to be like, we hype Jill up. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> we have therapy but, sessions with people from the show. Cause like, I, yeah, I get it. No, it's tough. Um, but yeah, so I love my, I'm obsessed with my job. I am in the best city to do architectural history in new England. So I'm in Newport, Rhode Island, oh, which is just there. like a, Oh my God, it's so gorgeous, like coastal, amazing. Um, and then the at the same time that I moved here, which was like in December, I met my current boyfriend and we've been dating ever since. So yeah, I have a boyfriend. Um, and yeah, it's we've been together for like, what, eight months now? Almost eight months, yeah. So it's obviously going well and I'm excited for what the future holds. But oh, yeah, I'm just like so kind of engrossed in my like real life that, yeah, social media just kind of falls by the wayside. And I do well, want to integrate it okay. more. That's you know, healthy, it's totally okay. Because you have to touch grass. Like you really, there's so many people that I'm like, dude, just fucking touch grass. I promise you, like, it'll be fine. Right. And I have to tell myself that all the time. Um, but I'm, I am glad that I have like, because it's worse when you rely on this. Like if you're relying right. on people caring, it's like, I, I could never. No, yeah. I couldn't either. 
And that's what I say. That's what I mean when I say it's it's fake, because like if you get a hate comment on Instagram, if you go outside and touch grass that you don't know who that person is, their comment literally doesn't matter. These are fake. This is fake. It's not really there. It's not there. No, it exists in like this little box that I look at all that I could turn off if I really wanted to. I can escape (laughs) it. So why are we like destroy it? Um, (laughs) So, yeah, it's really good to have like a nice balance of. Mm -hmm you know, totally. of both. And yeah, I love where I live. And I'm like, I am, I, I'm relatively happy, you know, it's good. Good. what it is. Yeah. Well, since you have like that post- podcasting gene, if you want to come back on and help us recap an episode, <laughs> we'll definitely have you. Oh my God. It'd be so fun. I do. I do love recapping episodes and I do watch every week. I think paradise is going to be really fun. I, I did have so much FOMO though. Like I didn't expect it when I watched, when I watched the, um, the preview. I was like, that shouldn't have been me, baby. I should have been there. But your bestie's but, on the beach. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Did I'm she so tell excited. you what happened with her? A little bit, yeah, for sure. Um, it's, like, confusing, I feel, because there's so much going on. Even when, like, I was recapping to, like, my friends at home, like, when I first got back, or, like, my parents or my sister, like, what, what went on, it was so convoluted. It's like, this person saved this person, and I went and I did it. You know, it's like, you can only, but I, I got the general gist. Of like, are mm-hmm. you happy? Are you okay? You know, the basic things. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I obviously I know a little bit and I'm really excited. I think mm-hmm. I I hope, I really hope that this is gonna be like we get some real good love stories out of this. But you know, that's what so always what we're hoping for. But if not, then we'll probably get some entertainment along the some way. Some good drama. Oops. And Golden Bachelor yeah. thoughts. I cannot tell you how excited I am for Golden Bachelor. I think. I honestly think this might like really boost the franchise. That's like what we I think the same. same. Yes. I like this is just opening it up to a whole new audience. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see like, is there gonna be cat fights? Like, you know, like <laughs> are the women going to be pitted against each other? Like, what's it gonna be like for actual mature adults who have like lived their whole lives and don't know really anything about this world? I think that's gonna yeah. be really interesting. I think it'll be more pure for sure. Because like, I don't know, like are they still going to cancel cocktail parties? Are they still going to like, Probably. you know, I just, it, it'll be really funny to see how adults handle. I'm and excited. I mean, obviously we're adults, totally. but I'm excited know. for like the villain. Like not all in like, obviously people are going on the show for social media and stuff, but I'm like, mm. I don't think all, and maybe some of these older people will be too, but I don't think mm. all of them will be. So no. there's that aspect too, that I'm like, yeah. oh, people are pure. It's going to be so good. I know. Yeah, they're unsullied by the internet. Like, like Gary had to, like, create an Instagram, which mm-hmm. he, like, clearly is being helped. And right. it's just, like, it's really sweet. So I, I hope that, I mean, oh, God, it's going to be so funny. I think it's just going to be, like, I don't know. I, I tweeted it. I was, like, is there going to be, like, a golden bachelorette? Is there going to be yeah, a golden there is, paradise? Right? Didn't they say? Is there really? Reality Steve told us. Someone, I heard it. There oh. is going to be. Yeah. I don't oh, know. my god see that's so, so exciting good. like yeah yeah and then is there going to be golden paradise eventually i don't know is oh that my so, god like, yes you know like i think that would be golden paradise so i didn't even fun, think of that also, yeah they would have to probably give them a little more sleep and like maybe ac and i think they yeah. could probably do it like a more right. like normal set yeah. like setting right. no spider oh bites god. or whatever yeah oh my god yeah i'm i'm so excited i think this is gonna really reinvigorate the people and yes. Joey is bachelor. I mean, Joey, like everyone, it's finally like we have, I feel like everyone's like, I want this person for bachelor or bachelorette and it ends up being like somebody else. So mm-hmm. it's like, this was like 
the obvious choice, you know? Right. And like, although was a part of me hoping when they're like, your new bachelor is Rodney. Like, of course I was, you know? But- I always want that twist. Like I'm always down yeah. for the not obvious person. But mm. if it's going to be an obvious person, it might as well be Joey. So yeah, I'm like, very excited. I can't excited. think of anybody else. Like, who else were they going to have? Like, no, in, in that season, there was no Pilot options. Because the only reason parents in the audience <laughs> were like, why? That was so strange. I know. Well, I know. yeah, I guess they are like AFR kind of like icons. So right. they are. It was nice to see Barb in the box. We said that. Um, I know. In our Barb recap, in like, brings me back to a simpler time. Um yeah. But it's weird because we we had messaged with them or like I messaged with Barb a little bit trying to get her on the podcast. And she was like, no, we don't associate with the show. And then I see her on the AFR and I'm like, what you doing? Like, Barb, That's what? why I thought maybe Peter would be announced. I'm very happy it's Joey. Oh, wow. I said this last the other week. I'm so happy it's Joey. It should be Joey. But imagine they threw us a curveball and it's like all we have a season <laughs> of Barb ahead of us. I'd be like. Fuck yeah. I'm Actually, ready. that would be so sick. It would bring back, I feel like, a lot of the viewers who are, like, still hung up on Chris Harrison. Um, mm. But, oh, my God, that'd be so funny. But I thought, like, at one point it was speculated that he was going to be on the beach, like, when I was when I went last yeah. year. But that never happened. And I'm like, God damn. And I would have loved to see all of the pilots together. Pilot Rachel, the other pilot Pete, and this pilot Pete. But totally. Do you want to plug your course. socials? We usually ask if people want to. But if oh, my you God, don't... sure. <laughs> go no, follow Jill. Go follow me if you want. Um, okay, so my Instagram is Jillchin underscore. I think my TikTok is Jill underscore Chin. I'm not really sure. Or underscore Jill. See, this is really bad. But um, They'll find TikTok, I, TikTok, I'm more free, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram, it's, you know, more like the business, you know, whatever. I'm trying. I'm trying, though, guys. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you can find me there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, hopefully this, you know, this really helps. Thank you guys so much. And I'll, I'll make some architecture content. And Please do. I really I know want I will. to see that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jill. We love chatting with you and we'll be in touch. <gasps> Yay. Thank you guys so much for having me. Bye. Bye. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have not done so already, hit the subscribe button so that you never miss one of our future episodes. And also, if you feel so inclined, write a nice review. And if you also feel so inclined to find a greater She's All Batch community of people who love this podcast, you can check out our Facebook group and the link to that will be in the episode description. Also, one more time, guys, we want to shout out our sponsors. Thank you so much to Lumi CBD Gummies. You guys can check them out at microdose.com and use code She's All Batch for 30% off plus free shipping. You can also go to hexclad.com slash she's all batch and use code she's all batch for Gordon Ramsay's amazing revolutionary cookware. And you can get 10% off when you use code she's all batch. And then you can go to okessentials.com slash she's all batch and use code she's all batch for 15% off your first purchase. So lots of savings all around. If you guys couldn't tell by now, it's just Jackie doing this outro. So I think I need to play both roles of Stephanie and Jackie for these final two lines. But so, is that it? I think that's it. Bye, bitches. (laughs) 